You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. What if we lived like God owns it all? That is the big question that's asked over at faithfi.com. And you know the man who has the answer to that, who helps us every single day at 4 o'clock live right here, Faith and Finance Live. Rob West, good morning to you, Rob. Good morning. It's great to be with you all. Well, we are glad to have you. So, you know, fear and economic uncertainty, where are you taking us to on this trip this morning? Yeah, well, unfortunately, economic uncertainty is certain. And the challenge is, well, here's what Larry Burkett used to say. He would say our anxieties usually are not related to the lack of things, but to the loss of things. And then he would go on to explain that one of Satan's favorite tools to discourage God's people is this question, what if? You see, what if questions lead down the road to fear? Maybe you've asked one of these recently. What if the economy gets worse and I can't pay my bills? What if I don't have enough for retirement? What if I have a medical emergency and our insurance isn't enough? Or what if I lose my job? You know, the problem with what if is that it makes us think about what might go wrong in the future. The problem is we can't see the future, but we worry about it anyway. And worry then leads to fear and fear is a spiritual trap because it's the opposite of trust. And when we stop trusting God, we're right where the enemy wants us, taking our eyes off the goodness of God and focusing on our own circumstances or problems instead. But it's all about perspective, fear or trust. And the antidote to fear is really to turn to God's word for encouragement. So I want to encourage us today with a few passages from scripture, and then also I'll share a few practical ideas how to replace fear with faith. Well, then let's dig into those passages, because I know a lot of people are exactly right where you're talking about, Rob. They're in that what-if situation, and they're losing sleep, and they've got anxiety, and they're trying to, to claw and scrape and hold on, but fear is keeping them awake at night. Yeah, you're exactly right. And so the antidote to fear when anxiety takes over is to turn to God's word for encouragement. So yeah, here's just a few passages. Uh, John 16, 33, in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. You see, when financial worries seem overwhelming, it helps to remember that we don't ever have to be afraid. We can endure troubles because we have confidence that God is good. Isaiah 41, 13, I am the Lord, your God, who upholds your right hand, who says, do not fear, I will help you. You see, God is in control of all the details and he'll provide what we need at just the right time. And then Psalm 27, one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? You see, the enemy wants us to worry about what we might lose, but in Christ, we gain so much more, including peace, no matter what the circumstance. Man, you know, when I think about that, there's so much that we can get caught up in and concerned about, especially as we come to the end of a year. You know, these things become milestones in our mind. They're reminders like, oh, maybe I haven't got enough in retirement. Oh, how am yeah. I going to get through Christmas? Oh, what about my debt as I go into the next year? How am I going to handle yeah. that? Do you see a lot of people at this time of year really where anxiety just amps up because of those reasons, just where we are on the calendar? 
I think that's right. You know, it's a busy season and, you know, there's always a lot of spending, often unplanned spending going on at this time of year. And so we're just concerned about, you know, getting overextended. It's already been a tough year because of inflation. I mean, we're we're feeling that at the grocery store and, you know, just about everywhere we shop, everything's more expensive now. And, you know, now all of a sudden those student loan payments are kicking back in and those have been deferred for a couple of years. So there's just these mounting pressures. And then we have the looming uncertainty of the economy. You know, most economists still think we're going to experience some sort of recession next year. And we see the wars that are taking place. And that can just build up over time and really cause us to start questioning things. But, you know, I think the reality is we need to take some steps to replace fear with faith in our financial lives in particular. A few ideas on that. Number one, turn down the noise of the world and turn up God's voice. Mm. You know, if we're stuck in the 24-hour news cycle or, you know, dwelling on the financial media, or maybe you're logging into that investment account every day and every time you do, you feel your blood pressure rising a little bit, maybe turn that off and just meditate on God's word. You know, second, give. And that might sound counterproductive, but here's the reality. Giving breaks the grip of money over our lives. It's our tangible demonstration that, God, I trust you, even in the midst of the uncertainty. And when you give, it really does something just to loosen that grip. I think third is make a plan. You know, you talked about being in debt. And I think, you know, often we can just have a tendency to try to push it to the side and hope it goes away. It won't. But when we have a plan and we know at least we're making progress toward ultimately achieving a goal like getting out of debt completely, it makes us feel better because we're working the plan. And then fourth, renew your mind. We talked about this, read scripture, meditate on the promises of God, and then finally pray. You know, we want to invite God into our financial lives. Often, I think we miss that step. We ask God to be a part of every other area except the area of finance. Let's invite him in to that area as well. Hey, I'm so glad that you mentioned plan because you, you get into the emotions of this time of year where if you're already yeah. feeling a little overwhelmed and you've got that decision to make about how much you're going to spend, especially around Christmas time, yeah. and you would just want that good feeling, you want everybody to be happy, and you kind of cover your eyes and go, well, I'm going to go ahead and take the plunge. It's going to be okay. It'll all work out. Well, guess what? It's not going to all work out. It's just going to add to your anxiety come January 1st. I've been there and done that, Rob. I know. Yes, but, um, that's so true. Talk a little bit, if you would, about, uh, in, in addition to all of this, for, for those who are dealing uh, with debt, I mean, these are great tools and things that you've given us to work with, to help with the fear and the anxiety. Talk about furthering that plan, too, going into the new year, who are to folks who are dealing with debt and trying to work it down, mm. because you don't want to add to it going into the holidays. That's an important reason to have a plan, but how can they further chip away at what they're working at, too, so that the fear doesn't continue to creep in? Yeah, that's a great question. So number one, you know, let's just be really thoughtful about what we spend during this time of the year. You know, often we can try to keep up with others around us or a perception of what we need to do in terms of gifts. And you know what? Oftentimes it's just the thought that people want to know that we've thought about them. And so maybe make a handmade gift this year or, you know, really dial back your spending so you don't get to January and find yourself with a mountain of additional debt. Number two, 
all financial success starts with spending less than you earn. So you've got to have a plan, and that includes a spending plan. The FaithFi app can help with that. If you go to faithfi.com and just click on app, there's uh, our app that can be downloaded with our money management system. We've actually built three systems in one because we know that you'll be able to find the one that fits your personality. Are you hands-on? Are you hands-off? You'll find the perfect system you know, just for you, and you can maybe go into that new year with a spending plan and a system to track God's money in a way that you haven't previously. Third, if you really are facing a good bit of debt, Uh, I would say reach out to our friends at christiancreditcounselors.org. They can help you get the interest rates down on those credit cards and get one monthly payment with a lot more going to principal reduction so you can get out of debt once and for all. But I think the key is don't ignore it. Let's take some positive steps to rein in our spending, get on a plan that's actually going to help us to pay this off, and let's not overspend here during the December holiday season. Well, that is all very, very helpful. You know, Rob, I, I kind of want to stray for just a moment because as we do come to the end of our calendar year, that means that tax season is coming up and, you know, we're going to be looking back at our taxes. Are there any things, any, any changes maybe to contribution limits or any thoughts or ideas that you might have around preparation for our retirement ma- moves to make before the end of the year? Yeah, you know, I think the key is just start getting all of your documents organized so you're ready. Mm. Uh, whether you prepare for your, you know, yourself or you have a tax preparer that works with you, there's not a lot of enormous changes, you know, going into the new year. I think the key is just to always, uh, you know, be organized, have documentation, start pulling together contribution receipts. You know, eighty to ninety percent of people itemize, but if you don't, uh, or eighty to ninety take the standard deduction, but if if you happen to itemize, those uh, documents are more important than ever. And so I would just say, you know, get those papers in order and be ready to go in to meet with that tax preparer when the time comes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Boy, taxes right there. Just hearing that word just makes me tense because <laughs> I, know, I know it's coming. It, well, we were yeah. talking about anxieties, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Hey, Rob, I know something that you touched on. I, I believe it was on your show earlier in the week. I think that's where I heard it. Um, as long as we're talking about, since you mentioned uh, taxes and, and such, um, the housing market, because I know the people are concerned mm-hmm. about housing. Where are we going into this um, this this upcoming slow time, allegedly, that we're, we're going to have? Is it going to be a buyer's market? What What are we looking at there? Yeah, it's really a, an interesting housing market right now because you would have thought with these high interest rates that we would have seen housing prices, especially with the incredible increases we've had in the last several years, we would have seen it really start to turn down. It's not. Um, you know, it's holding up really well, actually, which is challenging for, uh, you know, new home buyers because home, home affordability is is uh, you know lower than ever because we've got you know the average home in this country is now over four hundred thousand dollars, and we've got interest rates you know up in the high sevens, and so even though they've ticked down, they're still very high right now, and so it's just a difficult environment, and it's largely driven by demand. You know, we have two to three million homes. 
uh, fewer than we need in this country just because a lot of people, well, the uh, the millennials are reaching age 30 and they're ready to buy single family homes and a lot more people working remotely. And so they're moving into the suburbs and buying single family houses. And all of that has led to more demand than we have supply. That's kept the housing market up. So, you know, I would say the key now more than ever is just make sure you're prepared before you make that home purchase with that 20% down payment. I realize that's not easy, but you certainly don't want to go in with little to no equity. And that's also going to keep your mortgage payment a little bit lower, which uh, during these high interest rates is is really challenging. So just really crunch the numbers before you make that purchase, because I don't want you to get overextended. All right. Well, I want to encourage everybody to tune in today, 4 o'clock, Faith and Finance Live with Rob West. Rob, we want to say thank you for joining us this morning, and we wish you and your whole family a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.